Oh! We are back. Muni Law Report rises from the dust. It's been approximately about a month and a half since our last episode. Michael has caught his hair off. It's gone now, man. Shame, shame, shame. Um, makes I makes the mornings way easier. I couldn't remember if I got my buzz before or after. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't think the last time I saw you, you had like somewhat longer hair than you, you have now. So Well, no more! <laughs> Speaking of cutting things off, Joe Woods... Goodbye. He's gone. It happened. Mike Prefer. Goodbye. So, new coaching staff. Um, yeah. And, and um, before we even get into it, I really like the moves. Obviously, we wanted those two guys to be gone. Um, and then, I think we upgraded in a great way in both positions. Yes, we did. And I think, firstly, we start with uh, Jim Schwartz. Uh the defensive defensive coordinator for your Cleveland Browns, he started here in Cleveland yeah. 34 years ago, um, on the Bill Belichick staff. Um, also, he you know he's been all over the place. Uh, you like to have a guy that finally has some experience doing this and head coaching head experience. coaching experience. Yeah. So Kevin Stefanski, watch out. Um, yeah. If anything goes sour, it's kind of like. We have the guy, and I've been I've been watching a lot of the stuff with him, press conferences, and uh, everything on like the Browns channel, and like, dude, like you could tell this dude just like knows football, and he has like no care for anything else. He's like, this is it. He's a scrappy dude too. Um, if you remember, it was a couple of years ago. I, th- I believe it was his last year with the Lions. He got in a fight <laughs> after the game. Dude's a G man. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, he's got a Super Bowl ring as a defensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, You know, he was just recently with the Tennessee Titans that, you know, they've had a solid defense all these, I mean, for the last five years, you know, that's been their bright spot. Um, You know, this guy's resume is really good, and I think it was a simple hire. I thought maybe they would go in a different direction, but I think Jim Schwartz is the safest hire you can make. Yeah. Um, I well, mean, especially with, like, scheme, right? Right. And our personnel, we would kind of have to blow it all up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that we just kind of have to either not resign or even just kind of trade this because it wouldn't really fit with other people's schemes. So this was a nice kind of, like, transition over to someone that kind of made sense. Right. Um, you know, we talked about a 3-4, which, you know... This is this is where you're right. Where the scheme would have changed a lot, you know. If you remember, in the first two years of Miles Garrett, he played in a three-four and didn't really get to see full maximized potential Miles Garrett until he switched over to four a four-three. Um, you know, we've gone through a list of you know defensive coordinators that had no experience, you know. Um, it, it's just, we've haven't had a good one that's had anything to prove. Uh, I mean, anything like they've proven that they're a good one. Um, yeah, they're, I, I don't love or hate this signing, but it's like, I believe this is the best signing they could have made. I yeah. liked Brian Flores a lot, but you the, sch- the schematic thing, you would have had to really blow it up. 
Um, I, I like that Jim Schwartz is, like, he really uh, dials down on the interior of the defense and has more value on linebackers and stopping the run, um, which is something that we lacked last year, but is that going to have an impact? an impact on how the secondary looks this year. And that's kind of what I was thinking, because, like, that's that's a, one big thing I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting about. It was that Joe Woods was a defensive backs, like, coordinator for, like, years. And I think we have a really, really good secondary for a reason. Uh, I mean, not, like, on like on paper they're great, right? But, like, how he actually ran the scheme was bad. But, like, the quality of our players are really good. And so would we kind of see this, and how I imagine is we have a terrible defensive line because Woods just didn't have no, no idea like to do what to do with that whole part of it. So with Schwartz, and he's more of a kind of defensive line guy, focuses more on it, will we see a, a pretty big uh, increase of quality people coming on our defensive line? But do you think like our secondary will kind of start to deteriorate just slightly because we're obviously we obviously have the players there like denzel we have newsom which he's already newsom said already he's like i'm not gonna go play the slot again uh and we got emerson okay yeah. so like we have those guys but like when those guys get either too expensive or we need to pay another person other than denzel like are we going to be able to draft a guy that is that quality again you know what i mean right um you know, I, I think that's definitely an interesting question, but this is, uh, um, you know, Joe Woods was really, really bad. He was terrible, yes. So yeah. just imagine if they had a, an experienced defensive quarter. Yes, he's a specialist on the defensive line, mm-hmm. but, I mean, he's been calling defenses for, you know, nearly 30 years yeah. versus Joe Woods called a defense for a year. I mean, he was a DB's coach, but... yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, in comparison to what Jim Schwartz has done with teams, I mean, if you go down the list of the Detroit Lions when he was the head coach there, I mean, he, he's got them into the playoffs. I mean, that was the last time they went to the playoffs. Um, they've had some gritty defenses. Um, yeah, I do. I, I I like his work, and I'm really happy with the signing. And I think uh, realistically, is is a smooth transition over for him. Right. Um, but if you you've kind of noticed, a lot of the coaches have basically gone yep like a lot of like the on the off on the offensive side at least um yeah i, I believe uh jeff howard the db's coach mm-hmm. is gone uh the defensive line coach chris kiffin's gone um drew petzing the quarterback coach is gone um well you know what they can go as long as stump mitchell's not gone i'm okay with it yeah or uh bill callahan i really don't care because those the the defensive line. I mean the defensive side, especially coaches. I don't know what they're doing because they're. The technique for half these guys are just jacked up. I mean yeah. they're great talent. So obviously technique they're replaceable. is replaceable. These guys are replaceable. Yeah, they're to say, but their it's, technique it's is mostly messed up. Yeah. Um. But to <sighs> jump into another. Big position is our special teams coach. Yeah. Mike Prefer and the Browns parted ways this point this week, uh, and they hired a former Brown and special teams specialist back in the day, Bubba Ventrone. Yeah. Um, you know, I, rem- I remember him flying all over the field, but. Yeah. 
You know, is this one of those things where we're getting a guy that's not experienced? Well, hell, you know, special teams, it's a very important part of the game. Um, we It's came down to special teams a lot in the last couple seasons. Um, it's cost us games. It's won us games. Uh, but prefer for him being an experienced guy, it just goes to show I don't think experience truly matters. I mean, so no, I, I, that was a bad thing to say. Uh-uh. After we just talked about Schwartz. <laughs> Ex- experience is a good thing, but sometimes it's not the number one thing to... Just because you've been in the industry for a long period of time doesn't mean you're good. Right. And and we kind of saw that, right? I mean, our, our special teams has been one of the weakest in the entire league. And I will say, one of the... It's been dog shit. It's been, it's been really bad. I mean, we lost an entire game because of special teams this year. I mean, the Jets game. I mean, for the last four years, onside kicks has been, it's like. Okay, punt, kick returns, miserable. For how, how long, like, how many games can you watch that you've seen an onside kick? And I swear, it happens to the Browns at least once a year. It's always us. I've watched every other game. I never see an onside kick. It always happens to us, and I know it's going to happen. Yeah, like, we got it. <laughs> the other team's like, we got it. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. And then w- when we do, some nonsense happens. I believe there was one against New England where there was an onside kick, and, oh, did we kick the onside? Yeah, we kicked the onside kick. We got it, but there was, uh, I can't remember what player, had their foot out of bounds as they were trying to tap it back in bounds, which was illegal. Which was illegal. I remember that. Yeah. So you know this is a. But either way, I will say one of the biggest things: the Colts obviously has been a dumpster fire for a while offensively. I mean, they've been rotating through quarterbacks like no other. Um, their defense have been pretty mid, but <laughs> one of their biggest things, dude, their special team has been pretty good. Yeah, but uh, you know. This coaching staff is definitely a question mark. It could all be blown up next, you know, by next season. Who knows? Yeah. If I was a betting man, I don't think it would be, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work out. Well, I I sure hope so. Um, I think we can all agree that Kevin's on the hot seat this year. Yeah, if this year doesn't work out, man. He's 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 gone. I I, I really hope the play Collins together. Um, you know, I. Deshaun Watson came out this week, and he said um, the offense was simplified for Jacoby, and it was as simple as it could get, but it was efficient. But you can't run the same offense for Deshaun Watson that you could with Jacoby, and I think that's an issue. And I think when you saw when Watson took over, it was almost like they didn't have a game plan for him. Yeah, coming there, back, he, they were st- like, I feel like he was still running the Jacoby because they had to, right? They had to run that the whole. Right, the whole I mean, you can't change the whole offense in the middle of the season. I feel like they did, but they didn't open up the playbook. But it's like, you know, if you brought this guy over just because, I mean, they say that you brought him over because of. The plays that he drew up for you, the formations. Okay, did we see any of that? We don't know. Um, 
So maybe that they knew by the time he got back that the season was basically over, so we're just going to... They'll just warm him up, basically. That's yeah. what it felt like, right? Yeah. I, I really hope that's what it is, because... Because that would suck, yeah. Because we, we, right now, currently, we're, I think, 14 mil in the, uh, you know deficit in the cap which I mean, we have a lot of moves to make and speaking of free agency I and mean, we got some guys that we kind of we're looking for but jumping into it i think we've also touched on i mean there's a handful of people that aren't going to come back which are going to help with that cap situation but um kind of we were talking a little bit before is like there's we definitely need a wide receiver number two and there's some nice guys i think um i mean one in the draft but we're not gonna be able to get but uh, because of our obviously <laughs> second round pick um, is our first pick. Well, I'm going to stop you there. So, my friend. Uh, <laughs> got some thoughts on this? Many uh, teams believe that receivers in this draft, there's not many that can go in the first round. They're going to be mostly day two picks. From my understanding, teams are really great in these receivers as second day picks, um, which is a good thing for the Browns. Good there's a lot of talent. Um I know there's some great players, you know. Um, I I think that's where they're going to make their move. But I also think they're going to go after a veteran receiver in the offseason. So I think there should. There's a couple of good options. Right. I, you know, um, Mary Kay Cabot even said uh, this week that, you know, they're going to maybe look for a similar deal as the Amari trade. I mean, when you send a fifth round pick and you get a stud out of it and you just didn't know that was coming. Um, you know, you know, we've talked about a couple names like Jacoby Myers, um, Brandon cooks, maybe you get lucky and end up with Deandre Hopkins. If you are able to pull that deal off, it's going to cost you, cost yeah. you an arm and a leg. Cause but. then the thing with D hop though, and I would love, I would freaking love it. But then you really can't rebuild your defensive line. And then well, the downside. Well, they're going to have to restructure a deal or they're going to have to send a player over there that's got a big contract. Like, I I think this is where it gets like interesting. Teller. Like Wyatt Teller is because of what's happening on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of players are now playing out of their scheme, giving that the yeah. offense is starting to evolve. Yeah. It's not this. You can't just block for run. five seconds like with Baker. You can't just block him and then be like, "All right, play's done." He sacked or he threw out a bounce. Like a lot of these guys can really change their game up. If they don't fit with that scheme, it's kind of like I'd rather move on for him, from them um, and get someone like that. But D Hop would be great. But I th I think getting a guy on like a one or you know it was like a cheap one year deal I think would be awesome and. Uh, another guy I discussed a little bit earlier was DJ Shark. I think DJ Shark would be a really good pickup. I mean, he's he's proven himself in Jacksonville. He 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 okay in Detroit this past year, but I mean, you can hand him a one year deal or two year deal for pretty cheap. And I I mean, I think he can be a nice asset to us, especially since we do have some backing behind that. Uh, behind obviously Mari uh, Cooper, we got DPJ, which we should be paying here pretty soon. And DJ Shark's great as people like David Bell and Michael Woods kind of start to, like, develop over the next year or so. Um, so I think it's a good pickup. I, I like Jacoby Myers, but it's kind of like you kind of have to pay Jacoby Myers or DPJ that money. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of where I'm kind of like, ah. Well, I think that they will end up paying DPJ the money. I I think 
I, I have another another uh, prospect here mm. that you can trade for. Okay. Coming off a down year, but he's been a great receiver in the slot. It's Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I would think hate that. I would I would love it. They, that's yeah. exactly what they need. They need a really good slot receiver. Um, I think that they're good. You got to be prepared for the next season that, you know, you might not have Amari Cooper. Whether you, you let him go. I mean, I would love to have him for more than past this season if yeah. you can bring him on a cheaper deal. But ideally. DPJ is going to be one that gets paid. I, I really hope that's what they're thinking. I mean, yeah, and that, and that's why I really want. I, I think the fingers are pointing pointing that way. Yes, I mean, I think I think you need to bring DPJ back and get him a nice extension. But also with that, I think you got to start looking in the draft for a guy that can be your number, your one, kind of like like what uh, the Steelers had with George Pickens, and it, it pisses me off we didn't get him. Makes you still makes me angry. Um, but like that's a number one receiver. Like you've seen it in year one, and I would like to see that in someone that we draft, right? Right. Like, okay, this guy's really good. He might be able to take over Amari's uh, Amari's spot eventually, right? right? But like you need to do that now, you know, and you need to have that guy because I mean, think about it. like Mar- um, Watson's contract's kicking in. It's gonna look tough. It's gonna be really tough to get good guys, and a lot of the guys that you need to be good is on the rookie contracts. And if you, you can't just go out and just pay receivers, right? You can't go out and pay uh, for another tight end or another running back. Like that's why we're having one cream hunt had, had a down year, but that's why he's not going to come back. You can't afford that six, seven, eight million dollars you're going right. to pay him. So you got to start looking at the draft with your limited resources. But how do you do that when you also need to get kind of you need to build a whole new defensive line? Like all those guys are contracts are up, right? I'm gonna. I'm just run this by you. So within the next three weeks, the new le- the new year starts for the league. I think this is we're gonna see within the next couple weeks. There's gonna be a bunch of restructures. Mm. Um, I think we're gonna see people get cut. I um, you know, I I think uh, one of those names out there right now, like it or not, um, is gonna be John Johnson a third. As much as I like him, um, he does have a hefty contract for what you paid for him. He's got a hefty dead cap space. Uh, yeah, though uh, it's going to be like not nine to ten million. I think it, it's, I think it's like twelve, man, for a dead cap. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it's they're going to have to get that off the books or restructure. I believe that Can you trade him. How he's played? I mean, I'd like to, but can you actually do it? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what's out there. <laughs> yeah. I you know I I've heard that they might go chase after Jesse Bates, a safety from Cincinnati, um, in replacement uh, for um, John Johnson. Um, so it, it's gonna be interesting because you no, know, everybody's saying cap space this and that, but I think given the history of what we've seen from AB already. We're going to see a lot of restructures coming yeah. up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. That's going to free up a lot of cap space where you're looking to have at least $20 million spending. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and, and the thing is, like, you can get someone, like, for example, like, Drawn Payne. It would be amazing, right? Be yeah. Great. But a lot of that, in my opinion, yeah, is going to come from restructuring. But, like, 
I think the Browns are at the point where like their team is good, and they're just gonna start doing, and, and we're at that cap space where we're like okay, so like signing bonuses are gonna be a, a big part of this coming up. It's like all right, large signing bonus, your salary's kind of uh, you know. So he would be awesome to have because you guys start looking at defensive line too. It's gonna yeah, be- I think uh, Javon Hargrave is another one. That'd be nice. Um, they could make a move for D'Amico Autry from uh, Tennessee. You know, put up some big numbers underneath Jim Schwartz. I think he really unlocked his potential. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're able to get him on a cheap deal, and you probably wouldn't have to spend too much to get him. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing, um, you know, a lot of former players underneath Jim Schwartz because they thrive so well underneath him. Yeah, kind of come, come this way. Um, you know, like the Eagles defense, they've a lot of them have been around for a long time, and now the Eagles are in a position where. They're gonna have to pay Jalen Hurts, and because oh, that this was his third. Year. A lot of those defensive players like uh, Felix Cox, Javon Hargrave, mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. You know they're gonna be on their way out. Yeah. Um, you know you can't bring back all of them. Um, so you could easily see any of them. I I personally would like the the Bronze to go. You know go take a chance on a Brandon Graham to replace a. Um, Jadavian Clowney. Um, so you don't, it, you really don't know what direction we're heading in right now. Um, we always like to think we do. Yeah. But it's, uh. Things happen. We're like, what the hell? Like, I couldn't see that happening. Right. Like, did we see us going in the direction of getting Amari Cooper? No. I didn't. I really didn't. Um, it's just, we've seen weird things happen and. Um, I I just think they gotta they just really gotta fill the needs and not ignore them. Stop playing the analytical game. Well, we don't value a defensive tackle. Well, you see where that got you last year. Thirtieth in the league in rushing. Yeah, you defense. can't stop the run against the worst teams in the league. Right. Um, another receiver that we actually talked about. It's just clicking my head right now. Uh, that was just released is Robert Woods. He's a nice veteran. You can get on. I'm guessing a pretty cheap deal. You know, I would like him a one one year contract. See what he can do. Get a nice veteran presence. And one thing is, like I gotta say, is that we have a lot of young receivers. We just need to develop. And I yeah. think having a guy like that can kind of like, yeah, fit that mold pretty they, nicely. They definitely lack a a vet, veteran leadership. Yeah, I mean, Amari, outside Amari, but outside Amari is Amari. he's such a quiet dude. He's a quiet guy, and I don't think like you're not gonna get too much out of him if you're a young guy. You need a kind of a guy that's vocal. I mean, kind of like a Jarvis. Obviously, Jarvis too expensive. Would you bring back Jarvis if you got if you got the other two guys that you needed? Would you just bring back Jarvis to be in that locker room? I mean, if I get him on a, what the Saints gave him was like base salary, absolutely, I would do anything. I'd pay him one point four million. I think they paid him last year. So if I can get Jarvis for that, I would absolutely. Um, but the the thing is with Jarvis is like he's going to take up a roster spot. You know, and when you got a lot of these young talent, it's like you need a guy that can perform. Not because he he only played like four games this year, mm-hmm. so it's like you need someone that can perform and doesn't cost that much money. And because then you have to cut at least one of your guys. If you're, you know what I mean? Like in for that room, you need to cut like Michael Woods if you want Jarvis Landry. Yeah, but 
Well, it could be the Anthony Schwartz role. Who well, knows? Schwartz is gone, man, in my opinion. But that, that'll be safer when that actually does happen in a couple yeah. of weeks. But we'll come back to you guys um, talking about the draft, uh, more free agency stuff. And things are just going to happen now. Yeah. It's coming quick. Yeah. So. yeah, we're about three weeks out. Um, we'll find out this upcoming week with... Uh, with the Hall of Fame game that the Browns might be playing in against the New York Jets. Um, you know, congratulations to the GOAT, Joe Thomas, of getting inducted yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, all big men wear 73 in Ohio now. <laughs> um, oh, and the XFL is actually pretty fun. Yes. So give that a watch. Actually, pretty cool. Oh, do it for Josh Gordon, man. For yeah. Brown. Yeah, play with Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been uh, kind of interesting watching the XFL. Yeah. Definitely new looks. Yeah. I, I mean, I like their rule set. And one crazy thing is, it's like, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, we'd have, we had no leagues in the spring. But now we have two this year. We have the USFL, which starts the week after the XFL season ends. Beautiful. I know. So it's nonstop all the way through like May. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so let's watch it. Fun stuff. Um, again, thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it. Till next time. Go Browns. Go Browns.